Hilchus Shvishis Yomtiv Peruk Shmini Halacha Aleph. This is the final Peruk of the Chosyantiv, which also deals with Cholamayit. If a river flows from a pond, you're allowed to use it to water, to irrigate a uh, land, which a uh, field which usually requires more than just rainwater on Cholamayit. So in other words, it requires a lot of rain, and you can it requires a lot of water more than just rain. Rain is not enough, and you can use this stream that flows from a pond to do that, to direct the water by digging canals or whatever, or, or directing it towards the, that field. Who provides the apostle that the water does not stop flowing, it's constantly flowing. So this way we're, we're not worried, you're going to start uh, watering it by hand, using buckets. Similarly, uh, if you have a, a pool of water, that the irrigation um, uh, uh, ditch flows through that pool. You can water from that uh, from that pool of water. Again, you can irrigate the pool from that pool of water. If a pool was created from water dripping from, from a this this uh, type of field that requires a lot of water, and it's still flowing. You can use it to water a different field that's also also requires a lot of a lot of water. It's called a parched land because it requires a lot of water. Who provided provided that that the stream that irrigated the first uh, field, the first uh, field which requires a lot of water, that first stream did not stop flowing. It's also flowing. It's still, it's still flowing. So again, we're not worried. You're going to go start watering it by hand. Because you have the water flowing by itself to the to the desired destination. Aruga, when you have a, a row of uh, produce of crops, half of it is on lower land, half of it is on a higher land. You shouldn't draw water from the lower land to water the higher land. because it's a strenuous activity, and on Yontiv you shouldn't do extra strenuous activities, including Cholamayid. You'll have to draw water even by hand to to water uh, vegetables that you want to eat on eat during Cholamayid during during uh, Yontif. If you want to just improve them for after Yontif, then it's also. So this is an example where you're allowed to actually draw water by hand with buckets and water a garden. Is if you want to use the vegetables in that garden on the Yontif or on Cholamayid. You not you can't water them on Yontif. You can water them on Cholamayid if you want to use them on Cholamayid or on Yontif. Let's say it's in Chalmed, you want to use it in the last day of Pesach. You're not allowed to make, uh, at, the, at the root of a grapevine tree, a, a, a grapevine, you're not allowed to make a, a, to dig, to dig, a, like a, a pit that's, uh, uh, that's dug around the tree so the water will collect there and some, more water will collect there and water, the, water, the, water it more. It should come filled with water. If they already went before, but they became messed up, they, they caved in or they got filled with salt or whatever, you could fix them in an irrigation ditch that became uh, ruined or, or, or damaged. You could fix a case of example. If it was a tefach deep, you can dig it, you can, you can, you can uh, it was still, if, if it was still a tefach deep, in other words, it, it was originally more. But the uh, dirt fell in, the debris fell in there, so it got filled in. So you want to redig it. You can dig it until it's six tefachim deep. So you can dig it five extra tefachim. If it was two tefachim deep, you can make it till seven tefachim deep. So you know what? You can dig basically. You can dig five more tefachim. 
You can draw the water from one tree to another. As long as you don't water the entire field. If it was a field that was already moist, it was already watered. So you could water the entire field. You allowed to um, sprinkle the field during These are all things that are not considered to have a lot of effort. They're not considered strenuous, strenuous activities. Joyim, if you have plants, that they were not watered before being of you shouldn't water them on Yontif. Because in that case, they're going to require a lot of water. It's going to be a very strenuous effort. So even though it's going to be a loss, since it's a strenuous effort to, get, to water all these plants that never haven't, haven't been watered since before Yontif, that they were not watered before Yontif, uh, so it's not allowed. You're allowed to divert a river, one place to another, and to open a river that was dammed up. These are different kinds of water pits. They belong to a private individual. If he needs them, he can uh, clear them out. And seal up the cracks. But he's not allowed to dig new ones. He can cause water to flow into them, even though he doesn't have immediate need for it. The person is allowed to make a pool of water on Chalmayid. This is talking about a pool of water that is meant for soaking flax. That's allowed on Chalmayid, apparently. If you have mice that ruin the trees, you want to catch my Yontif, you can catch them on Chalmayid. And if you're talking about um, uh, orchard, a field of trees. So, like you can catch them in a regular fashion. You don't have to do a in a case of example. If you dig a hole, tell them a tuddy, you hang the net. This, this is no normal fashion, is in the, in the traps as they were back then. If it is a, a wheat field or a grain field that's not plowed, um, which is next to this uh, orchard, suddenly it's a mistake. I love a mission that in the uh, the, uh, the, the the grain field. You have to use a shinoi. Uh, uh, it's devi- deviate from the normal practice. This is going to prevent the mice from going into the field and ruining it. What kind of shinoi, what kind of change do you have to make? Instead of digging is regular with a shovel, you stick a, a pole in the ground, and you bang it down with a hatchet. Afterwards, you remove from the ground, then you have a hole in its place, and then you put the net there. So instead of digging it, You'd make the hole with a pole. That's considered a shinai. Halacha vav. The wall of a garden that falls. But David Maaseh had you could build it there like a, a simpleton, an amateur, not a professional, which might mean not using cement. Or you put it like a divider of of, of reeds or bulrushes or, some, or something like that. You can't build a proper professional wall on Cholmed. However, that's not allowed. If a person makes a guard for his roof, he has to make it like in a non-professional manner. However, the wall of a courtyard which falls, that he could build in a professional manner because it protects your house against thieves so that you have to build properly. So that could be a big loss if you don't build it properly. You're allowed to do malacha for a major loss. If it was uh, uh, rotting away, deteriorating, and it might fall, then then you right away take it down because of the danger involved. And then build it as, as, uh, as, as is proper. This is the about a wall which is deteriorating. The applies to all walls because um, because it's a sakana. 
Unless he is being moved into his own territory. In other words, he's being moved from being buried in a stomach place to his own, to land, to his, his, uh, his family heritage, ancestral burial plot. So that's, for that purpose, it's allowed. So for that, you can move him any, any day of the year, not Cholmeid, even from a more honorable one to a less honorable, honor, honorable one, because a person takes comfort in being buried together with their ancestors. You're not allowed to uh, deworm trees. It was a, it's a whole procedure they, procedure they would do. They would uh, do all kinds of herbs and foul-smelling uh, things. They would put that by the trees so the, so the worm should die or they should stay away. You can't um, prune trees, uh, young trees. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That means you're not allowed to pl- uh, apply waste to saplings. Um so, taking the worms out of the trees was done by whatever method, method, method they did, but taking the uh, uh, putting this foul-smelling thing on the on the young trees that was done to keep away the bugs. Nor can you prune trees. You allow to smear oil on the trees. So it's on the on the produce and the fruit. on the trees. B'shem with oil that was done to they would, they would ripen faster. In this way, you can have the fruit on cholmoid. But you're allowed to dig flax. Because something you can use as a cover on Chalmayid, the cover for uh, for produce, that is. Um, so it was common to cover figs and dates with flax while they were being dried. And that's uh, something you could benefit from a Chalmayid, because you could, if it dries out, you could have dried fruit to eat. You can harvest uh, kashus, which is a kind of, it's called hops. 
kind of uh, plant because you, you could um, use it to make, to make beer on Cholom Meid and the same thing applies in all some situations you're not allowed to bring sheep into a uh, uh, your field into a corral because they should fertilize the land with their manure because this way he's a person's uh, Causing his field to be uh, enriched on Cholomite. If they come by themselves, that's okay. They must see their son. But you're not allowed to uh, encourage them or help them, guide them to enter the field. And you're not allowed to entrust them to a shepherd to, uh, who's going to make them go from place to place in the field. If the shepherd was hired on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, on a seven year basis, and again, you're hired not just to watch the field, uh, he's hired not just to watch the sheep, but to to fertilize the field by making sure the sheep pasture, or he actually has his own sheep, but he comes and makes them uh, walk around your field and uh, spend all day there to fertilize the, your field with the manure. Then, son, you could help them enter the field. So since it's not because he's, he's hired for Chol and he's just hired for these time periods, and for that it's okay. Um, a person allowed to hire a shepherd during Chalmayid to cause a herd of sheep to go from place to place on Chalmayid. So that they should, they should fertilize the entire field. The manure in the courtyard, you can move it to the sides. If the, if the courtyard if it becomes like a barn and that's so much manure it's like a barn and it's you can take it out into the garbage dump someone uh, levels the surface of the ground so that's a similar to of plowing if he wants to pair the place you have a place to store a pile of grain or to thresh theirs then what it's permitted because he's not trying to do it to improve the ground if his intent is to improve the ground, a person collects wood from his field. If he needs it for the wood, um, uh, for firewood, for example, but that's okay. If he's doing it to improve the ground, clean the ground up, also it's forbidden. A person opens water into his garden. He opens like a, like a, like a, a, a dam and he opens it up so the water comes to his garden. If he wants the fish to come into the field so he can catch them easily, it's okay. The haskas arts, if he's doing it to, to um, water the ground, also that, that's forbidden. Someone cuts branches from a date palm. If his intent is to feed his animal, is permitted. If his intent is to improve the tree, it's also forbidden. From the deeds, you can tell. What his intention is. So, for example, he's cutting the date palm to improve the date palm. He's going to cut the trees all over. He wants to feed his animal. He's only going to cut from one side, from which whatever's closest. So you can tell whether he wants to just get as many as he can, as fast as he can to feed the animal. He's trying to improve the tree. Similarly, when it comes to wood, if he takes all the kinds of wood from the field, you could tell that he obviously is doing to improve the ground. And it's usher. If he's only taking the big ones, and it's obviously doing it for firewood, and it's mutter. Give more malachas you can do on chalmei. Tiny an oven, a large oven, a small oven. That's possible that you're going to make them out of clay and that they will dry and be able to be used. They can actually bake them on, uh, uh, before Yelta is over. You can make an Achal because you can benefit from it uh, by using it to bake on Achal or at least on, on, on the second day of Yontif. It's not possible. You cannot make them. Either way, 
even if it's not possible to use it on, on Yontif, excuse me, um, so either way, whether or not it's going to dry in Chalmei, you can make uh, the upper layer of, 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 the, of the clay for an oven because even if it doesn't dry, you could still benefit from it by the fact is that it insulates the heat that shouldn't go out. And even if it's not totally dry, you could still, you could still, the oven is still usable. The chayin similarly, excuse me, um, you're allowed to tie the, the, the rope for a bed, uh, like, a, like a hammock, to have sleep on it. And you can clean a mill, that, that, that grinds flour, because you need flour for Yontif, and you can make a hole at its center, and set it up, and build a stream, or you kind of dig, I guess, dig or build a, um, a stream of water as you go through to turn the mill so it can, it can grind grain to have for Yontif, or for Cholomayid. A person can seal a jug with tar, and the wine should not spoil. And you can seal a bottle also with tar. That's something which is not so difficult. There's no tirch involved. Uh, in other words, apparently, even if it's not, whatever's gonna ha- whatever you have in the bottle is not going to spoil, it's still allowed because it's not a tircha. Sealing the jar, or the bar- barrel of, of, uh, of wine, um, so that's a bit, or sealing a barrel with wine is a bit more, a bit more of a difficult thing to do, but that's allowed because it's a loss if the, if the wine spoils. The same you could um, seal the mouth of a jug of beer so it shouldn't spoil, potentially, shouldn't spoil. You're allowed to cover figs with straw, figs they've left out to dry, they shouldn't become, uh, they shouldn't get ruined from the rain of the dew. You're allowed to soften garments by hand after washing them. So uh, back then they didn't have fabric softeners. So after you launder, launder the launder, whatever it is, you leave it dry. You could uh, soften it by hand. Because that's a non non professional uh, activity. Be allowed to tie the cuffs of the baguette of the garment. Because that's considered a professional de- a professional activity. The same applies in all situations. Tess Vav. You're allowed to cut the nails of a donkey, a donkey that works in the mill, so that it should properly uh, be able to walk properly. You're also allowed to build a feeding bowl for an animal, feeding trough. And a person uh, who has a, a horse which he rides. You're allowed to cut its nails. And comb its hair. Uh, it should look uh, nice. You're not allowed to actively cause animals to mate on You could uh, draw blood from them. You don't prevent a person from giving his animals, animals medical treatment. All types of food and drinks which healthy, regular people don't usually eat. It's only for their health purposes. Like bitter herbs or things like that. You may even drink them. A person should not move from one corner to another. Um, you know, move his household, his family. Another quarter. Whether he's going from a nice, uh, a bad one to a good one, or a nice one to a to a to a, to a inferior one. But he could change from one house to another in the same courtyard. 
you can take um, things that the craftsman fixed or created on Chalamayid, like for example, um, pillows, blankets, and cups. But if it's something which you don't need for Chalamayid, you go to Machresha, like for example, um, a plow from an, from a person who does who whom uh, iron worker who designs a plow, or wool from a dyer. That's not allowed. If it's not for cholamayit, presumably you can't plow the ground of cholamayit, so it's not for cholamayit. And wool from the dyer again, what are you gonna do with it? You can't uh, you can't weave a garment of cholamayit. So the you can't take it from the craftsman of cholamayit. With the guy who 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 uh, who made it. If it, now, what if the craftsman wants you to pay him? He doesn't have what to eat. You give him the money. You have to leave the item by him, though. If you don't trust him, put in the house next to him. Uh, him, I guess, he is the craftsman. So leave it by leave it by a neighbor of the craftsman, but no, don't take it to your own house. If you know, if you worry about it stolen, find the and bring it to a different courtyard. But his own house, the Cholmei, should not bring it, unless it's in a discreet, in a secret, secret manner, so people shouldn't think you're going to start doing this kind of Malach on Cholmei. The Rambam now moves away from Cholmei, he begins to talk about the idea of uh, doing work on Erev Yontif and Erev Shabbos. From the Mincha time onward. This means... Um, uh, a half hour. Excuse me. This means mincha katana. So if the sun rises at six a.m. and sets at six p.m., that would be three thirty p.m. Um, Abba Shabbos says as a person should not do on on Friday that melacha from that time onward. Melacha here means not necessarily third time melachas, but bechlal anything which is uh, not any work or activities which are not for the sake of of yontif or Shabbos. He'll never see a blessing from that work. You yell at him, you make him stop doing it. Against his will. You don't give him you don't give him rebellious lashes. Certainly, you don't uh, excommunicate him, which is even more severe. The exception is Erev Pesach after midday. Some of those on that day after Chatzos after. Not just the mincha time, which is three thirty p.m., but the, but midday, twelve o'clock. But now they say you put him in cherem, excommunication. Needless to say, if he didn't get the more severe punishment of excommunication, at least give him the rebellious lashes. Because fourteenth of this is not like every other of yontif. Because that day is a day where you see yontif because you bring the carbon pesach, and therefore it's not appropriate to do malacha. Therefore, if a person does malacha, then he should be given. Um, uh, ideally, he should be put, put in uh, excommunicated, or at least not. If not, if not, then at least rebellious lashes. Nowadays, we don't have a carbon pesach, but nevertheless, the gzeder decree is in effect. It's for this reason that some t- that, that if. Uh, if Pesach starts on Friday night and Erev Pesach is Friday, so then even though normally the Matzah Shabbos in the prior, you would say Vinoyam, if let's say for example, let's say Rosh Hashanah starts Friday night, Matzah Shabbos prior to that, you would say Vinoyam. But however, when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, if Pesach starts Friday night, in many places the minig is not to say Vinoyam because in the coming week there's Yantif. What's the yontif? Friday's the yontif because it's Erev Pesach. Lach yudchas. If you therefore yemar also benisan also this is malachim. You be safe from the fourteenth of this is forbidden to do work with our bonon kamei shchol shemayid. 
like Cholmei, wherever you cannot do Cholmei, you can't do that. However, it's more lean than Cholmei. Um, it's only answer from uh, midday and onward. Which is, which is the earliest time you can check on Pesach. From midday and onward. From sunrise until, until midday. The minute depends on the local custom. It's in the place where the minute is to do malach, you could do. But a place where the minute is not to malach, you should not do. Malach, you test. If you have malach, even in a place where the minute is to do malach, so you should not at the outset begin to do malach on the 14th. Even you can start before chatzes. So um, if it's a malach, which you start, started earlier, the day before, you just want to finish it up, that's something, that's one thing. Go to the Chil to start new malacha on the 14th. Before Chatzais, you should not do that even in a place where the minigas do malacha. With the exception, there's three kinds of crafts, uh, uh, professional crafts, which you could do at the outset in a place where the minigas do them, obviously only to Chatzais. These are them, a tailor, a barber, and launderers. So, because people need uh, haircuts on Erevyantif, and they need laundry done, they need um, the clothing fixed, that can be done even if it wasn't started before, before on the 13th of Nisan, it can be started and finished before Chatzayis. You get a haircut, go to the tailor, have him sew a button, whatever it is, wash clothing, that could all be done on the 14th before Chatzayis. Alasharim, there's other kinds of professional, professional craftsmen. If they start before Abbas, sir, before the 14th, who, 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 who should be able He could finish on the 14th, uh, but because other other uh, needs are not very necessary. So if a guy is trimming your bushes and he starts trimming them, but the, uh, before erev Pesach he could finish trimming them, trimming them on erev Pesach only to chatzes. Halacha chaf. The person goes from a place where they do malacha and he travels to a place where they don't do malacha and he's planning on going back to his place where they do do malacha eventually. He's not moving for good. But yeah, some issue. He shouldn't do malacha in this new place. Because that's the minigas. They don't do malacha. But he could do. But he could do it in uh, like in the wilderness, far from everyone else. The person who does malacha, goes from a place where they don't do malacha to a place where they do do malacha. Again, he should not do if he's planning on going back to the original place. Okay, so choose the first malacha where it says if he goes from a place where they do malacha to a place where they don't do malacha. So he should not do malacha over there, regardless whether he's going to go back or not. But in the case where he goes to a place where the minig is, they don't do malacha. Now he's going to a place where they're more mikkel. They do do malacha. He still shouldn't do if he's if he's going, if he's going to eventually move back to his, his original. He's just visiting there. He's going back to his original place eventually. He has the chumr both places. The place he left from, the place he's traveling to. Nevertheless, uh, it should not be obvious that he's not doing malacha. Uh, he shouldn't be brazen about it. He shouldn't be conspicuous. He should not be conspicuous about it. Should not deviate from local minig because of machlekes. People's going to cause machlekes. Uh, argument, strife. Someone who wants to go back to the original location. Should do the minig of his original location. Who provided? Again, provided he does not be conspicuous and obvious that he's doing differently from the locals because of the machlekes that it could cause. We said in Halacha Yudches that uh, whatever you, you cannot do Chalmaid, you cannot do Erev Pesach. However, there's certain kulas we said that you're, more make, you're sli- slightly more makel, more lenient, Erev Pesach and Chalmaid. And we're going to see some examples now. The person can bring um, uh, 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 
articles or things that need to be fixed by a craftsman, like a suit to the cleaners, for example, or to the tailor, um, to the tailor, or from the tailor, on Erev Pesach, after Chatzayis, even if he doesn't need it for Cholom if he doesn't need it for, need it for Yontif. Still, it's allowed. You can rake manure from under the feet of animals, and then take it out to the garbage dump. You're allowed to make a nest for chickens. If a chicken sat on eggs, three days or more, so if a mason, the chicken died, and now the eggs are uh, no longer regular eggs. They already started the process of becoming uh, chicks, uh, but they're not completely there yet. So now you're not going to have eggs or chicks. You have just rotten eggs. So so the, the chicken died. So who's going to incubate the eggs? You can bring another chicken to sit on the eggs. So they should not spoil. If it wasn't three days yet, so then you can still eat them as eggs, uh, pastures. But once three days pass, then it's not an option anymore. Either they, they go all the way to chickens, or they go to the garbage. Therefore, you're allowed to put, put eggs on, uh, another chicken on them. That's 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 your dalit. But on cholmeid pesach or cholmeid bechlal, you're not allowed to. That's something you can't do to cholmeid, even you could do in your dalit. If the chicken ran away on cholmeid, you could bring it back on cholmeid. So. So if it died, you can't bring a new chicken on Cholmei. But the same, if the chicken ran away, you could bring it back. Bichamon the Sion, blessed be Hashem, who helps us finish Hilchas Yamtif.